This is CliffCentral.com. Hello and yo. welcome to the Gas Comedy Podcast. Yo, yo, uh, yo, 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 what's happening? So if you were listening to last week's show, Dusty Rich, our host with the most, said he was feeling a little bit ill and that he was coming down with the starting of Ebola. Well, uh, and, uh, he's not here today. Yeah, so he's not here, so uh, <laughs> we're not saying anything, but, but do the math. Do the math. I think Ebola's on the Duncan, I can still hear music in my headphones. Is that... Uh, there we go. Is, is that a, have you got a backtrack? Can our, oh. can our, I was going to say, can our customers, can our listeners? That's blazing. <laughs> All five of you. Well, they don't yeah. pay us. They're yeah, like, they the, they'd be us. the worst customers ever. Okay, so uh, this is Farhan Isat. Who have we got in studio today? In the studio today, you've got the Wum Duff, Uncle Eric Janssen. I am here. And we have another guest. And our guest, so even though Dusty wasn't here, he mm. was good enough being to the loving, us. caring, generous being that he is. To give us another he Dusty. He sent us another Dusty, but instead yeah. of a Dusty with the Y, it's a Dusty with an I. So there is an I in Dusty. There's a Dusty, Dustin. Well, Dusty's a Y, I'm Dustin. Dustin. Oh, Together we are a Dustiny. Oh, Dustiny. <laughs> yeah, That's lovely. That's oh, lovely. Yeah. What's, what's, what's your full name? Dustin Moore. Dustin, Dustin Moore. Moore. And Here Dustin Moore, go. for those that don't know, is a new up-and-coming stand-up comedian on the scene. 100%. And he's also ginger. Yeah, yeah. So and it's Friday the 13th. I don't know why we Friday needed to throw that in well, there. Well, you always radio. throw that out so on your set. Soulless. It's like one of the, one yeah. of the big parts. I think exactly. it's, it's important yeah. to push your brand as well. <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to us live, you're probably listening to us on uh, cliffcentral.com or on the Cliff Central app. Uh, you can always download us as a podcast and listen to us in your own convenience. Uh, and if you are listening live, you please get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at, so it's at cliffcentral.com or at gas comedy. And WeChat as well. It's uh, Cliff Central on WeChat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get us, get us there. Also, you can uh, reach us on www.gascomedy.co.za. Subscribe and we'll let you know about the gigs for the week. Also, get us on Facebook at Gas Comedy. Well, on Twitter at Gas Comedy and Facebook.com forward slash Gas Comedy as well. We will give you gigs. We will show you the things. And yeah, we'll make it amazing, man. Yeah, and also we send out a, a weekly newsletter, so yes. you can actually subscribe. Yes, you can subscribe. either do that via the website, gascomedy.co.za, or drop us a mail. Drop us a mail, yeah. You can do that as well. Where, we'll, Eric? We'll, oh, that's info at <laughs> Gas Comedy. Sorry, man. How do I get the Info at Gas Comedy. Do you, have you subscribed? No, I'm going to do that. Well, that's why you don't get it. No, you see, weird I said how, not why. Oh, oh you, yes. you go to, well, email us at info at gascomedy.co.za, okay, and yeah. then we'll... We'll mail you Cool So coming up on today's show We've got a really special show uh, uh, We've got some really Really amazing Fresh comedy content uh, Stuff that literally Came out this week So it's hot off I don't know if The press is the right word But it's hot hot hot, hot uh, And today we are Merging Comeducation And the industrial Industrious bastards uh, And the theme today We're talking about Is becoming a Stand-up comedian So yeah. how uh, Why What Who All when, the things where, Everything All, of, everything, all of that good stuff teaching you We We've got a very cool surprise uh, comedian phone call. Someone that actually just arrived in the country yesterday yes, and he is for a couple yes, of days. So yes. that's really exciting. Uh, so yeah, let's actually get into it and play our first joke. This was actually uh, aired in the US on Wednesday night. Uh, and it's a French comedian, Gad El Malay. He's a French superstar comedian and he was live on Conan. Uh, so here we go. Thank you so much for the first time in America. It's great. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Yeah, I'm from France. Uh, every time I say to Americans I'm from France, I don't know why they come up with random weird comments. <laughs> like, oh, you're from France. Actually, last year, my cousin went to Italy. <laughs> I don't know what to tell them, right? It's, <laughs> that's another country, right? 
Um, I, I just started to do stand-up in English. Um, I don't actually really speak English. I just memorized the whole stand-up act. <laughs> so everything I say is scripted, right? Even the fact that I'm telling you that everything is scripted is actually scripted. Um, it works well unless I start to talk to the audience. Last night in a club, I was talking to a guy and a girl sitting front row. And I said, how long have you been together? He said, she's my sister. I was like, so is the sex still good? <laughs> I don't know, it's scripted, everything, right? I just moved to New York City, um, great city. I went to see the Statue of Liberty for the first time. Never seen it before. I wanted to see um, live the gift we gave to you. Uh, yeah, we didn't know what to get you guys, you know? We were like, they have everything. They're Americans, you know? And then we were trying to come up with ideas. What about, I don't know, healthcare? No, they won't like it. What about free education? No. Oh, I have oh a big statue. Yeah. Yeah, Amer oh, they're going to love it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And we built it in France, right? And, and made it in France and shipped it to America. Amazon Prime. <laughs> and you guys received an email from Amazon one week later saying people who bought this also liked the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> New York, uh, New York is great, just a uh, little difficult to get an apartment, especially when you're not uh, American, you know. The broker asked me for nine letters of recommendation. <laughs> I don't even know nine people in America. <laughs> so I said to her, can you be one of those people? <laughs> you, maybe my Uber driver or someone. <laughs> And then I remembered I had a cousin in Brooklyn. I called up my mother in France. I said, should I call him? She said, no, he's old and schizophrenic. I said, great, more people. <laughs> oh, it's great to be here in L.A. Um, and I'm single, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know how you, you feel, yeah. <laughs> Because you're not. But, um, yeah, I'm single, so I've been texting a lot of American girls. It's great. Um, I don't know if I'm getting too old or what, but I don't get the new emojis in the text. <laughs> I don't get those. Like, I was texting this girl last night. I said, what about a drink right after the show tomorrow night? She said, why not? And then Spanish dancer, Spanish dancer, handbag, two buildings, a glass of champagne, firecracker, a cab, monkey covering his face, and eggplant. I didn't know what to do. I sent her back an ambulance. Wait, she responded, sounds like a plan. Thank you guys, you've been great, thank you so much.
Ah, shit, that's blazing. Yes, yeah, so what did you guys think? It was blazing. good, eh? That was brilliant. You can tell. So he's like a French superstar comedian. And look how he's killing in a second language. That's just that's that's amazing, that's man. That's cool. That's what I feel like I want to be one day with like Vanek. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Because you're studying. Uh, I started a learning Zulu. Yeah. It's not going well because I've been lazy as hell. But it, it's getting there. It's getting there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be serious about it. So, 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 so tell us. Yeah, give us a bit. No, no. Uh, there's no, nothing. On, like like I haven't. Re- what do you mean tell you a joke? You I haven't learned what my Jeez, man, I just learned that to get. Jesus. That's advanced. Wow. Calm down, man. I just learned the greetings and stuff. So, man. what's the greeting? Give us. No, I'm not gonna do the greeting. Don't be shy. It's embarrassing. Bro, it's don't don't be shy. I am shy. You have a I hickey, shy. like I'm that's. Shy. that's we're gonna, we're gonna tweet a photo of Eric. No, you're not gonna tweet a photo. Fuck all. Uh, we have to. We no. have to. That's it's your first that. one, right? Oh, shit. You gotta tell yeah. her she's applying suction yeah. to the wrong part of your body, there, Eric. Come <laughs> on. I said because it's his first one and he's so proud. Like instead of trying to hide it, he's trying to make it obvious. Like draw a circle around it with arrows. He's gonna wear a collar shirt, and he was like, no, people must know. He's wearing the deepest V-neck possible. Fuck both of you. That's that's not right. That's not you right. see when you greet him, he like pulled the Napoleon look so you could see and well, admire. Well, you know, know when you move away from the microphone, you can't actually hear. <laughs> oh, what sorry, you're apologies. I was doing <laughs> the doing Napoleon the myself. Nice, nice, <laughs> so, so like you committed to so me. So yeah, man. Like one day when I learn Zulu properly, I'm gonna do the thing. I'll even come in here. So and so, so why? I mean, obviously you could choose any language. Why Zulu specifically? It's the most. Trying to like get those NC gigs, aren't you? Yeah, that's the thing, man. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the it's the number one Vanak spoken language in the country because it's like spoken nearly everywhere. So I mean, and if you can understand, is it, it really the number one Vanak? Isn't English Vanak as well? Well, apart from English, <laughs> and uh, uh, th- I know what you're doing. Yeah, you're yeah. using the land as jokes. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. You must give the land back, and then Zulu, and Why then Afrikaans, the and then and like, yeah. I'm now avoiding eye contact. Yeah, I know he's like shit. I'm not land. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, cool. But like that, that's dope. And French comedian killing it in America. That's, that's Very amazing, cool. man. That's All right, amazing. so let's so let's get right to it. So, Com Education and the Industrious Bastards. Today, we said we we're talking about <laughs> becoming a stand-up comedian. Uh, so, we we're really talking about the ins and outs of where to start, how to start, what you'll have to go through to basically enter the strange world that is stand-up comedy in South Africa. So, this is really for any aspiring comedians out there and folks that really want to know more about the inner workings of this mysterious comedy industry. And I know the guys uh, are, are relatively new, so they can share a lot of insights around what it entails, how to do it, what kind of person you have to be, the hours, the pay, or the lack thereof, yeah. the paying of dues, and basically a lot of the prep involved. So let's maybe start let's with our guest. Yeah, let's start with our yeah. guest, because Dusty, so how long have you been doing stand-up comedy for? Eight and a half months now, man. Eight and wow. a half yeah. months. You wouldn't tell though. Hey? How many days? How many <laughs> minutes? <laughs> how many hours? How many minutes? Because I know you've been like on stage it. for an hour now. No, it's oh, um, so it's eight and a half months. You yeah, said. eight and a half months. So, so you're I, almost about to give birth to your child. Your basically, child, we're there. We're there. Baby. We're like it's about to. About you're looking to pop. good though. I must yeah. say, you're glowing. That explains. Thanks, <laughs> Okay. And uh, where was the first time you performed? I was at Parker's in uh, Krugersdorp. Oh, that was the yeah. Silver Star. Oh, Silver Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it go your first time? Yeah, you know, I think it went well. People <laughs> clapped. I think when I came on and went off, so okay. you know, that's, that's good. good. That, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then, obviously, prior to going on stage, you had some sort of idea or Im- image, perhaps, in your head of what you thought it would be like. How did the actual experience, like while you were on stage, match up? If oh, completely differently. Right, yeah. right. I think I don't know if it was the same for you. You got this idea, like you said, you watched other people, right. then you do it. But your whole thinking changes after that on how to deliver a joke. Because before that, you just you drawing on these random jokes you've heard on throughout your life, you know. Right. And and then you got to go and do it. And then some of them, it's like uh, da dum, you know. And, 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 then, and then you 
Hey? So, sorry, and are you still doing some of the stuff that you did on your first game? Not a no. chance, no. Not a chance. No. And you? No, not like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you look back, I, like, and now you go, ugh, like I like, heard that. That's like, like, yeah, it's like getting a hickey, you kind of grow out of it. Oh, you know what I mean? shit. Oh, well, some of us are still oh, <laughs> experiencing. I'm not gonna say anything. No, 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 I said I'm some of us. I said, I'm I'm not saying, I said some of us. We're we're in the same boat. We're in the same boat, so not yeah. in the same same it's boat. Not same, same boat. But you hickey. you in the like the luxury liner. I'm still in a dinghy. <laughs> I'm still needing to apply. But anyway, yeah, cool, yeah, man. That's, first time that's, that's was your okay, Where was your first time? Uh, my first time was actually at the box. Uh, ah, yeah, that's yeah. a cool spot. Eric, where was your first time? Yeah, first time was Parker's Gold Reef, actually. Wow, that's Park nice. Yeah, before so it both of down. you have Joe to thank for breaking your comedy yeah. virginity. Yeah. Yeah. Mine Shout was out. Jason yeah, Goliath. Yeah. He smashed it. Like it was, it was very cool. And then, uh, in terms of that's your brilliant. first set, how did you prepare for that? And how did you tell us all about it? Like what? Okay, yeah, l- cool. let's let's draw, draw let's back. break it down. Why did you decide that you wanted to get on stage? So I'd always wanted to be a comedian. I mean, you watch. I watched my first show when I was twelve. Mark Banks, uh, and I remember his last joke, and I thought that would be cool to do that. You know what I mean? What was his last joke? Um, it was about. I can't even remember it properly, but it was, he was saying he was in Port Elizabeth because I grew up in PE. And he said, I've been reading the news and apparently you guys must be careful in traffic because someone gets knocked oh, over by a car every five minutes. Joke. I don't know who the guy is, but, but I feel really good. sorry for <laughs> him. He's right? getting really pissed off now. Oh, that's that funny. joke. Yeah. Oh, that shit is so, funny. For a 12 year old, that is like amazing, so right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's laughing. So that's why you get in. And then and you're I'd like, ha because it's not different people. <laughs> it's the same guy. And then you go to school the next day, you're like, ah, this is a You try to tell the kids, no. and they're just like, no, 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 no. Shitty delivery. No. Like, you, 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 you fumbled over the punchline. Ah. Spoke too close to the mic. Ruined it. Okay, so yeah. that was it. So that was, at, you said at age 12, you're now 65. So like, what, what happened between, sorry, no. <laughs> age that well, eh? <laughs> how was that even funny? Yeah. Yeah. Because you were ginger. Why are you That's why. <laughs> Carry on. So, so, so how old are you? I mean, have you changed a age between now? Now, obviously, we've aged by eight and a half months from when you started comedy. How old were you when you actually got on stage? 27. So, 27. I was a late, late, late bloomer. bloomer. Yeah. So it was 15 years, man. So, you've had a 15-year head start on <laughs> on people. So, yeah? Yeah. Like 15 years? 15 years is good. That's what? probably the age of the girl that gave Eric his hippie. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. She's Gals listening. Uh, Shout out to Eric. I like how I'm taking shots here and I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Look, there's always a fall guy. Yeah, yeah fuck. Yeah. And it's always me. It's always you. Always me. So, then you, you, the trick is to bring in someone like... Like even like lower, lower, lower. Then we'll then divert it to them. You see, but it's not going to happen though. It's still going to end up on me. But anyway, no, let's sure. get back to the. Yeah, thing so right. then, um, <laughs> I think the first time you you what you do is you mail Parker's club, and then they say to you in June you got a gig in August. So you just kind of ignore it for a few you know weeks or whatever, and then a week before you got to kind of go and say, look, I've got to. Um, Make jokes. So you, you start chatting to mates and I remember saying something funny in an office once. So I used that joke and, you know, and you try yeah. to come up with a set, but it failed because my first joke was like, hi, hi, hi. Cause it was an Afrikaans audience. So I was going to say I'm a Sharks fan, but everyone just thought I was nervous and I was saying hello seven times. So you learn, you learn lessons, man. <laughs> right. And then, so did you actually sit down and prepare? Did you write the set? No, no. You just write points. And points. Because the, obviously there's different types of yeah. comedians, guys yeah. that write out word for word, and then other guys that just yeah. put bullet points, and then other guys that just freestyle completely. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I think it's scary your first time. I don't know how scary it was for you, but I remember going through, like, what are the scariest things I've done? Yeah. And then comedy was the number one, man. That was did you sleep that night after your performance? Did you, did you sleep easily? No, I was buzzed. Yeah. And I got really drunk beforehand, eh? Oh, really? Like, yeah. Wow, okay. Was yeah. that because that of nerves, perhaps? <laughs> Yeah, you know what happened is uh, I wasn't going to drink And then when they offer you something You're like, well, okay, I'll take it Because, I mean, you're shaking Or I was at yeah, least yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. 
I remember because I, I was drinking excessive amounts of water. I probably smashed like two liters of water within the space of two hours. And I remember just kept on running to the bathroom. And even while I got, when, just before they introduced me on stage, I was like, I need the bathroom. So I'm like, well, let me just go do this, get through it so I can go to the bathroom. <laughs> so it kind of, kind of worked. It's so like, a quick set. Why did you drink water? Was, uh, oh, it was nerves as well. Like, and then like, you know, the throat getting dry. Yeah. And then I remember because I was on in the second half. I was, I was opening the second half back then. And, uh, I remember like in the break, I, I felt like I went completely blank and I remember a comedian Muzi Dlamini coming up to me and he's shout like have Muzi. you forgotten yeah shout out to Muzi uh, and he was like you've forgotten your set haven't you and oh, I'm like no. yeah and he goes don't worry that happens uh, but it was really cool actually the first time for me was yeah. very much uh, that that light was just so bright I remember that at the box at yeah the box. you can't even see the audience and, and yeah literally you see like the front two rows that's it and I remember it was a corded microphone back then the yeah. and I remember I kept playing with the, the microphone cable that's a sign of then, nerves yeah. yeah and then the stage was made up of like two halves and the cable got caught I remember at one point in oh, between shit. so I'm fumbling for that I remember having to pull out my paper with my bullet points at twice and I remember the second time I actually made a joke about it and got a nice laugh but I did 12 minutes for my first set oh, wow. and, yeah I was that's supposed to do blazing. five they didn't ring the bell Eric wasn't no there. no no Eric wasn't Eric was still it was like in, th- high I was in high school motherfucker yeah. so that was December Shit. 2012 actually yeah <laughs> what were you doing in December 2012 I was in you were fuck. That was the year you were I doing got long division. You were black. Long division. I got blackout drunk. Story enough, sums. Yeah. That was the year I got blackout drunk. Yeah, yeah. So mine was quite cool because I had met Jason Goliath a couple of years before that at the legendary comedy underground Cool Runnings in Melville, and time had passed. He then decided to do comedy, and then he started the box. And then when he saw me, he said, uh, have you done comedy yet? And I was like, Yeah, no, not yet, but I want to do it at some point. And for months. I'd been going to the box and eventually I was like, listen, the last show is coming up in two weeks. I'm putting your name down. You've got two weeks and prepare five minutes, come through. And he helped me out and it was great. That's That's exciting, man. So it was really good. So in a way he Uh, broke my comedy virginity. That, yeah. Just putting that image out there. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm thinking on. It's Eric is getting fine. very aroused by that. Getting nervous as well. <laughs> no, man. Is that your arousal shit. face or what, what face was no, that? That, was, that, was, that was funny. I was about to laugh, but I, I can't laugh because, I mean, you said Joe Parker and then my comedy virginity. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, and, an and yours. So that's Luckily, like even not at the same time. Your, comedy your, that would have been disgusting. But yeah, no, my first time was, well, I was just like, yo, man, this is fucking nerve wracking because the day of the performance, I just I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink anything. I was just like nervous the whole day. Cat Williams and is like that, by the uh, way. He says he doesn't eat. I remember watching a documentary, and he's like, he doesn't eat for like hours, hours leading up to his show. He smashes a couple of whiskeys. I'm sure he gets smokes a bit of plant, and then he goes on and does his thing. That's blazing. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I couldn't chow that whole day. I was just nervous as fuck. I didn't know what I was gonna do, you know. And then like an hour before I actually left for the gig, just sat down and was like, okay, what can I talk about? Let's you did that an hour myself. before. What uh, you just set, on your set yeah. yeah, I wrote Seriously? the set an hour before I went on stage. Yeah. But surely, like before that, you had like some ideas where you're like, "Oh, I could." I had a like, book hmm, that I, I had a book that I started when I was in grade ten because that was like the first time I went to a live show. It was actually Trevor Noah's. Uh, I think it was. It's was it, it? It's my culture. What was the one just after Daywalker? Uh, no, there was Lost. In, no, that no, no. There but was, the one just after Daywalker was like the first live show that I saw, and then I was like, "Yo, this is blazing! I want to do something like this one day." Not so day, then obviously not Daywalker 2? Not Daywalker 2. You remember? Just after. Just after. And then he came out and he's like, well, if you bought the first one and you bought this one now. Now you can just jump on Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was just after that. So then I saw Trevor and I was like, man, this is, this is nice. I want to do something like this. So then I started. I had a hardcover book, 288 page book. And I just took this book and started writing a whole bunch of random shit in it. So I had all that going. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't know what to do from this list. Let me just pick. 
Was it like journaling or were you actually writing comedy? Or at least to what you thought comedy was? Yeah, then, I was just right? writing what I thought comedy was at yeah. the time. Yeah. So I wrote a whole bunch of shit down And then I was like Okay I'm gonna leave this book Because I mean You know what pointless. you should probably do You should probably go back And look at that notepad I, I, I have it I have it I've been using it actually Some of my <laughs> Some of my funniest <laughs> jokes Are those jokes That I wrote back that's then really, The ones I'm doing now In that hour That's brilliant I man. suppose it, to some extent It's because that stuff was pure It was untainted Because yes. now you understand The technical yes. workings of comedy Whereas back then You're free You're innocent you're you're You don't know what's going yeah. on And yeah so Looked at the, some of the stuff And I was like Okay well fuck it I'm not gonna try and do Racial shit or political shit Let me just talk about my life And then I picked like Five points Like talking about crime And how bad crime is in Park, How often I get robbed You know And that's The actual set That went on to Comedy Central That whole thing Was right. pretty similar To my first set That I did at Park. And that was that Grab the mic Yeah that was Are the you doing that mic. again this year I don't know I want to Dusty, are you doing that? I, want I don't to. think I, so. I should huh? call you Dustin because then people no. go, why is Dusty doing grab the mic? <laughs> <laughs> See, um, now you have to call me Dustin. Yeah. But now tell us, you, you're actually doing something very interesting soon. I, well, aside from going on holiday to Thailand, I yeah. think I'm allowed to say that. Like, Are you actually planning on performing when you're there? Um, so, yeah, once or twice. I mean, there's a comedy club I saw in Bangkok and Phuket. So I'll see. You know what I mean? You, once you get there, you'll Fuck see it. what's happening yeah. on the comedy yeah. scene. Maybe. I mean, it would be lovely. Other than that, I thought I could host a ping pong show. So we'll see, you know. <laughs> Either way, it's going to get a reaction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, what, what wow. you want to do is you want to have one of those ping pong ladies, and every time your punchline lands, instead of a and then she like shoots a dart, yeah, Because we heard, and I know we were talking about. I don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast, but we heard that Barry Hilton like spends a month at a time in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does, he performs at the hotel. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of foreigners, and it's awesome because you've got a new crowd every week and stuff. So I think there's potential there. Yeah, but yeah, the big plan is to move to the UK for a bit to sort of do comedy there. And what was your thinking around that? Like, why? why, I mean, because let's be honest, because I think in South Africa, Johannesburg is probably one of. I'll probably say, if not the best place to 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 yeah, get yeah, your yeah. stage grind oh, definitely. on, yeah. uh, just because of the number of, gigs. number of gigs. I mean, it is a very saturated industry in terms of, especially like you, as you said, to get on at Parkers, you had to phone in June and yeah, you to get in like August. So there's obviously August. that lead time. Um, a wait and so, a half. So, so, so yeah, did yeah. that form part of your thinking around going to the UK? What the like state? The amount of stage time. You yeah. Can so get? I mean, they do say you get more stage time in London, but it's just also experience, man. Going overseas and and playing to a different audience, an international audience. I guess it's the same as that French guy going to America. You know, you want to apply your try trade, see if you can learn anything. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think experiences in life lend itself to comedy. So the fact that you then travel overseas, when you come back, you can talk about what that experience 100%. was like. So it fuels each other. And I think we see that with comedians as they get more prolific and more famous, where yeah. people are actually just wanting to know more and more about that person and their life. Yeah. I definitely saw that with Kevin Hart. I mean, yes. a lot of the stuff he was 100%. talking about, like going to Starbucks, if most people spoke about that, like, yeah, whatever. But because you want to know him, about him, I want to know, I want to know yeah. what it's like for what Kevin his Hart experience to go to, was yes. at to Starbucks. Go to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And comedy is such a global skill, don't you think? I mean, it's something that you can transcend culture and go anywhere with. That's, so absolutely. why not do that? Because humor is everywhere, man. Like people are always trying to make you laugh. It's the easiest thing to do if you know how to do it. Absolutely. Because I I performed in Italy, actually. I had been doing comedy for about, I think I'd done like four or five gigs uh, in my life. And I went to Italy. I spent a month there. I did one of of those tours similar to Contiki. And I spoke to the tour guide, told him I was a comedian. And he was like, oh, cool. Yeah, go up and do five minutes on the bus. It was like a luxury bus, had a microphone sound system. And I died so bad. (laughs) Because, because, because. Surprise. No, because think about it. Like, I'm I'm new and I'm not even language because they were English speaking. But I was doing material that was relevant to people in Southern Africa. And they're going, we don't understand your references. But what I did was after 
the three, four weeks that I was there, I managed to convince him and it was hard having him seen me the first time. But he let me do the other five, ten minutes and I did only about the trip and things that we experienced. Absolutely smashed. Till today, Ah, that's probably one of the, one of my highlights of my comedy career. So I think definitely comedy is so, so universal. Well, maybe we should say more worldly. I don't know if. Aliens, aliens like just <laughs> you know, like, yeah. if, if that's how they laugh that's no, good yeah. that's good you can see you haven't really got into the full zulu because when i said aliens got into it you're like yeah the zimbabwe uh, no. <laughs> well <laughs> shout out to xenophobia ah shit yeah by the way let's it. plug it there's actually a very cool gig happening tonight uh it's friday the 13th of may it's happening at the lyric theater it's called one, one laugh, laugh. And uh, it's basically a anti-xenophobia. Uh, they've yep. got some guys. They've got Snooze from Malawi, uh, Carl Joshua Ngube from Zimbabwe. Yasin Barnes is coming through. Lisa, from Cape Town. Yeah, Lisa yeah. Lindsay, uh, Snooze. Loisa Madinga. Loisa Madinga. And, and the guy who's actually putting it together, the king of Christian comedy, Napoleon Masinga, a.k.a. The Napster. Awesome. Did you ever use Napster, by the way? That was the name of an app, a music sharing app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They not me, one, man. Not you before your time. No. Bef- no, I don't know if it's before my time. Before I Eric's time. But no, I, just I never use used Napster. You use, use Napster. Napster. You look yeah, more like yeah, a LimeWire yeah. kind of guy. I don't know what LimeWire is. <laughs> I use Napster. <laughs> All right, so so we just hit about 9.30. So, uh, Duncan, let's play our track. So, again, uh, I don't know. We've heard this past week about radio stations wanting to play 90% more local music. Local music. Uh, and last week we debuted them, a band that I've recently turned on to, and Late Night Fox. said it was shit. Yeah, it's that guy sitting over there. We can see him. So, this is their track called Yuma Sekela. It doesn't actually feature Yuma Sekela, but uh, here's it's Late pleasant. Night Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuma Sekela. This is CliffCentral.com Welcome back. So that was Late Night Fox with uh, Yuma Sikela, which you won't hear if you're listening to the podcast. So you should listen to us live. Listen to us live. And remember, if you are listening to us live, please uh, get in touch with us. You can tweet us on Twitter at CliffCentral.com and or at Gas Comedy. And we're also on WeChat. WeChat at, what is it? It's just Cliff Central. What's happening? Duncan's pointing to a screen. Oh, there we go. Yeah, WeChat ID is Cliff Central. There we go. Yep. And you can get us at uh, on Twitter at Gas Comedy. You can get us on Facebook also Gas Comedy. You can email us at info at gascomedy.co.za to uh, get us to mail you the newsletter. And also, you can just subscribe, man. Go to www.gascomedy.co.za for your weekly comedy listing. Or email. I've got you. I did or do email. the email. email. Oh, oh or email yeah. info at yes. gascomedy.co.za. I plugged it first because I had to make sure. I nearly forgot. But thank no, you, I've man. got your back. Yeah, thank I've you. emailed. Yeah, man. So, yeah, like we were saying before the break, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really difficult thing to do. I mean, in terms of starting up because sometimes you're not sure. It's, it's not like an open book. It's not like applying for a job. You don't just start. Like, you mm. don't just apply and be like, yo, I've got this much experience in telling jokes. Can I tell jokes at your place and then you pay me? That's that's not how it goes. There is a process behind it. So we are going to break down the process yeah. now, yes? So actually, let's start with the first thing. Because comedy isn't actually one of those things that you can go like a business degree or go, I want to be an accountant. Let me go study that. You mm. can't go, I want to be a comedian. Let me study that. I mean, there are certain places in the world, like in the America, they have an American Comedy Institute. Yeah. Or you can do comedy courses. Uh, but for the most part, comedy is something that people stumble upon. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's something, yeah, you stumble upon, I guess. Well, you almost, you don't really stumble upon a stage. Is it a calling? Is it a calling? So I'd say it's it's more calling. Yeah, you feel like this is where you belong, you know? (laughs) I feel like, like, Eric, you could have had two options. You could have either been a comedian or like an albino sangoma. Like, uh, (laughs) with that calling. Just because you guys are saying calling now. Okay, yeah, I could have been, but that shit is not lucrative. I think the term for albino sangoma is fortune teller. Just... 
throwing it out. But he doesn't know the knack yet, so he can't yeah, do the Sangoma. Yeah, I can't do the Sangoma. Oh, then, then we might see a career change. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Throw the you bones and tell some jokes. He, he got, <laughs> careful, he, he does a clipping. He got me, he got me, he got me. Right. Ah, shit, that's fucked up. But yeah, I'll, okay. I'll look into it. Okay, so I don't know. I found personally when I got into comedy or before that I was watching a lot of comedy. And so mm. I found what was very useful once I got on stage was going to watch shows and introducing myself and networking with the guys so that they would then put me yeah. on a future yeah, lineup. Yeah, yeah. So now you very fresh to this. How, how have you been approaching in terms of getting gigs and finding out about gigs and doing that kind of stuff? Man, that's actually one of the problems I think when you start is you go to a place like Parker's. You can only put you on once every one, you know, every month or every second month. So you got to go find out and chat to other comedians I found. Where are the other gigs happening? Where can I get on stage? And it's a lot of the business principles apply to comedy as well. You got to network, you got to chat to people, you got to say look where are you going? Can I jump on? You don't ask, you don't get, you know? So I found that that works. Yourself, Eric? I mean, yeah, how well, did you pretty much the same thing. I mean, going like like you said we started at Parkers. So obviously speaking to the guys and then finding out like yo where do you guys go? Because I know you guys don't just do one club. You guys can't just be at park. Because where else do you go? Yeah, and the guys exactly. like, nah, man. Every Tuesday night there's this place. Every Monday no. night there's this place. Every Wednesday night there's this place. Come through, speak to this guy, and he could put you on. Hundred percent. So then obviously you go to the gig, and then you speak to this guy that they told you to speak to, yeah. and you're like, yo, man, like Dusty, for example, told me to come here, and then yeah, Sorry. that's that's how it works. No, that's you have to be like that. That's one thing. I mean, not to just punch your sight, but uh, it's it's one of the things gas comedy is doing so well as well. It's not just for the audience, but for c- comedians as well to say, okay, where can I go? What gigs are happening? Yeah, that's right, actually. Uh, and I, it's very organic, actually, uh, with the whole thing of stand-up comedy. It's not like a very institutionalized thing. It's starting to become a bit more yeah. as, as the circuit sort of grows. But it's very much, let me go find out where gigs are at. Let me mm. go watch. Let me go meet the comedians. Let me get on stage. Let me perform. Oh, guys, like me, they invite you to do another gig 100%. that they do. And it sort of gains momentum through that. Um, have you been paid yet? With yeah, so I mean, it, I got paid officially from Feb, which was quite cool. Nice. Um, I think it's always a milestone to get that first paid gig, and Absolutely. then from there you 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 know you kind of more confident in yourself as well. Right. She's like, finally, someone's willing to pay me to talk nonsense for a few minutes, as opposed which to is, paying me to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear music. Okay, that's my time. You yeah, know. Yeah, 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 that's blazing. I've man. actually, I, I, I remember Jason telling me about it, now, and, I, and I did the same. I kept the first note that I ever got paid in, and I've, I've kept. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, you see, no one gave me that advice, yeah, Ron. Where were you? <laughs> Gigging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. And then what do you think of this concept of having to pay your dues? What do you feel about that? Have you have you had to pay your had dues? To pay your dues? So when you I mean it depends what you think of dues, but like what just doing stage time and, and working and what do you mean by paying dues? What, well it's it's very open. I think yeah. you're you're yeah. spot on when you talk about stage time, like So yeah, you gotta pay your dues. I think you've got to respect the the art because you get to a point where you start thinking, Okay, I'm good and comedy will always put you back in your place, you know, especially when you're starting. That's why I actually did comedy. I needed some humility in my life. Mm. Like, That's true, like, man. Okay, so yeah. maybe just more comedy then. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> That's funny. Well, pay your dues and then I think yeah. work. I mean, Eric, you've done it. You're an example. You've worked really hard. Worked and hard, so the man. success yeah, yeah, you've yeah. had, you deserve. Yeah. You know? Well, obviously, because of working hard and, you know, constantly putting in the work. And the thing is, like you say, it, it humbles you really quickly. Because the minute you go on stage and you're like, yeah, fuck, I've got the shit. And then you go on and you proceed to die for seven minutes straight. <laughs> and the thing with death is sometimes as a comedian, you think to yourself, well, if I'm dying now, like maybe the last two minutes, I could say something really funny and leave. No. <laughs> and that's what people aim for. Like I've seen people aim for the shit. I right. know I'm not one of them. I know if I'm dying at three, four minutes, I try and 
do my five or not even my five. I stop at four and a half and I bounce. Yeah, we spoke about that. It's the theory of relativity in yes. comedy. Whereas if you're doing well, that five minutes feels like a minute. Yes, if you're doing 100%. badly, it feels like fifty yeah. hours. So, so it really is part of that. Yeah. Now, so now, tell me now. You, obviously, you guys are in it. Uh, what is so? What are you doing to keep pushing and keep growing aside from stage time? Like how are you how are you maneuvering that? Well, with me, it's reading, reading, writing, and learning, mm. mainly. So 100%. I read, I read whatever I can get my hands on. Like I said, I'm learning the new language, so that's obviously a new avenue for me to to dabble in. And uh, I guess and it opens watching, up a watching. whole other world to you as well. Yeah, it does. Because like, it's not just the language, it's the culture. It does. It's the, 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 the thinking. And the yeah. understanding, man. Like right. you're walking past people, like you know some, you're not eavesdropping, but you're walking past people and you're hearing their conversations. And then you start thinking, what, what made them talk about that? Okay. So yeah. now I'm starting to pick up on like vernacular conversations and I'm like, that's Subject funny. Subject matter. That's and, funny. And, nuance, and then I carry yeah. on, yeah. That's that's my. And then you're writing. How how does that work? You write writing. Paper? Do you write on a laptop? What do you do? Phone and phone and paper. Okay. So what happens is normally I get an idea that goes on the phone. That's if I don't have paper with me. So then jot it down on the phone, and then when I get home, simply write it out, see where it goes. And then if I write the gag at that moment, it depends on how how nice and fresh the idea is in my mind. Nice, nice. Now, I yeah. saw something that uh, you, Dustin, you posted on your Instagram. Yeah. We took a screenshot of the word count feature on your Microsoft Word. Yeah. And you've written like an obscene amount because you, so, the, the reason actually why you're here is mm. because uh, Dusty had, like digs you and then he goes, you're one of the hardest working guys that most of us know that's new on the circuit. 100%. And so tell us a bit about that. Right, so right, I think right. that's also some, people say you've been in the industry for eight months, but what have you done in that time? You know? So this year alone, I've written just over 24,000 words of comedy. So I think when people say it's of hard comedy, work, so yeah. That, so that's, that's uh, my comedy. joke. That's my joke. Right, right. Document, if you would. So it's a lot of hard work, and um, that's what I've been doing, man. Just I think once you get your stage time, then you got to work on your content, right, and you learn right. the theory of joke telling. You know, get to your punchline as quickly as do all these these things because it's it's an art. It really is, and there's there, as much as it's a t- about telling something funny, you can really enhance your joke by reading, learning, and and putting in the work. Yeah, so I think a lot of times people think maybe comedians might be lazy. You work for a couple of minutes or like an hour a day or whatever. Mm. But actually what they see when they see us on stage is that tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Everything else that we're doing prior or, or before and after that, and the after part is also important. Yes. Because I think with comedy you prepare, you do the thing, and then after that it's almost like you have to do a bit of a post-match analysis. Boom, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And your brain's buzzing. I sometimes yeah. can't sleep till like three in the morning. You're the same. Yeah, yeah. well, I used to be like that. Yeah. Like uh, I think now what I find post like performance is the best time to relook at it. Like I may have said some things on stage, like yes. ad lib or improv. Think about that, you know. And then yes. what's also lovely with with comedy is one of the few forms of work where you're getting that continuous feedback, the immediacy when you're performing, but also when you get off stage. Comedians see things that. Because you're so close to your own material and your performance, you don't see. Yeah. And you get great feedback, you get add-ons, and it's and it really just improves everything. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's really okay. great. It's like I guess watching a hundred meter sprinter, you see Usain Bolt, you think, and the the difference is we we look like we're having such a jam and it's chilling on stage, but you're quite right. There's a lot of work that goes behind it. Yeah. But it is rewarding. So yeah, that's paying 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 your dues, making sure that your work is in order. What is the other thing? There was one more thing. One more thing. Money involved. Yes, hey, you've been paid as well. Yeah, I've been paid. <laughs> you got paid in a milkshake at what? industry. Oh, right? bro, that shit is blazing though. That milkshake was amazing. Jeez, I got paid in chicken wings. <laughs> milkshake. I remember <laughs> the first time I got a beer. I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a beer. <laughs> the weirdest thing is though, I actually got paid like just after I started, 
by Kidibone. I, I don't know if many people can say they got paid by Kidibone because, you know, like the money exchange. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's an insider fun. joke. That's insider. But yeah. Shout well, out to Kidibone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Premium is, comedy. Yeah, he's a champ. He took us to Marula's son. He's never going to pay you again. I know. Yeah. He took us, he's never paid me. So oh, he took you to Marula's son. Yeah, he took us to Marula's son. That? That's, that's, that's up, up like way near Karangua. And it's, yo, man, like that. It was so weird and it was blazing because it was myself, Prince and Ebenezer. Shout out to Prince and Ebenezer. And I mean, it was just, man, like, I saw things that night that I didn't, I, I didn't think was possible in comedy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, it changed yeah. my life. That was my first paid gig. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually cool with not getting paid for a while because it's a big responsibility. Because the thing is, when you're getting paid, they're putting value to your comedy. So right, like, right. We're right. giving you money because we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know that you're going to deliver. So, yeah, you go. On. Yes, Whereas yes. an open spot, it's like that bonus feature on the DVD. Yeah, like, yeah. Yo, this and is you can good. be more experimental. This, but it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But Nick, you know, Nick had it funny on Sunday because he called them nuggets. Like, you know, when you go to McDonald's and you buy like a six piece nugget. Right. And then you get to your car and you open it and it's a seventh piece. Yeah. You're just like, yes, seven. you're not going to take it back. You're like, fuck, this is an extra nugget. Thanks, God. High five. And that's very, very cool. And I think uh, so. I was thinking about this last night as well. Like comedy is is one of those industries where there's it's, there's a very low barrier to entry. Mm. Like pretty much anyone can get it, into it. Hundred percent. But it's got a very low rate of people staying in or like continuing or being successful with it. It's 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 one of those things that I think is quite well. It's unique. completely honest feedback. Yeah. That's the nice it's thing about it. Justice. As well. It's like the ultimate form of justice. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, you don't. That and Sharia law. I mean, just yeah. just <laughs> one of those two. Yeah. Um, and also some of the guys, I mean, one thing that's great about comedy is everyone's so great. So you can have experienced guys like I know for myself, Ryan Whittle, Dusty Rich, Ronnie Morimole, always help you out and stuff. So that's great as well. Morimola, not the Morimole monster. <laughs> although, he, although we must share that story sometime. Okay, cool. So it sounds like uh, we've hit that part of the show where we have our surprise, surprise phone, uh, call. phone call. Although because he just arrived uh, and then we phoned him at his hotel, it, I don't know how much of a surprise it is. So uh, hello and welcome to the Gas Comedy Show. Uh, we have Mr. Carl Joshua Ngube from Zimbabwe. How's it going, sir? I'm good, thanks. I, I made it into the country legally, so it's cool. They let you in this time. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, they let me in this time. I, I wonder if they let you back in Zim, though. That's the, that's the question. You see, that's the thing. I'm not really concerned about that part. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, so tell us, uh, for those that don't know, tell us a bit about you. Who who are you? Okay, so I'm Carl Joshua Nube, and I'm the biggest Zimbabwean stand-up comedian in the world. Aish. Yep. <laughs> Copyright. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Um, so, um, yeah, basically my, my job is to get bookings by convincing promoters that, you know, I'm going to tell Robert Mugabe jokes, and then I don't. Um, so that's my, <laughs> that's how I get in, really. Because um, you value your life. Very yeah, smart, yeah, yeah, very I, smart. yeah. I'm not dumb, you know. I'm not dumb. Uh, <laughs> but and no. besides, I get a nice security briefing before I leave the country. So oh, shit. That's, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. But Carl, I think, I think, you know, that's good. That's what, that's well and good. But you've obviously achieved and done something that most people can never say, and that you performed actually with Robert Mugabe present. <laughs> I, I, I know, eh? Tell, it, 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 it was weird that. because he was, it looked like he was asleep the entire time. Oh, shit. But then when he woke up, he kept reciting stuff from my set. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, amazing. Yeah, but that means one of two things, though. It means he probably has a recording. <laughs> of oh. one of my shows oh. that, that he's been watching I, I always have this because there's one show that I did where the security guys came and put a mic on me and then recorded my entire show mm. so I always think this is part of Robert Mugabe's retirement plan to, to have a show that says Robert Mugabe presents Carl Joshua Nube live oh, you know shit. I, oh shit and that's but fine. dude it's, it's, an, it's an unreal experience because you're talking about a guy who's uh, like a lot more witty than a lot of comics <laughs> are, are out there so so when he comes back and hits back at you, uh, it's not one of the easiest things to, to roast him. And then, you know, you have to wait for his reply. 
Um, it feels like one of those like Comedy Central roasts. Right, right. So yeah, because I, I got it good after because he started making. Oh, fun he of took me. shots at you, and <laughs> yeah. he was like, "Oh, okay, the floodgates are open." Ah, exactly. Unlike exactly. the Kariba Dam floodgates. Yeah, that, that's like trying so, to like do a roast with with Dylan Oliphant. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win. Yeah, it's gonna oh, be difficult. It's a one way road. <laughs> okay, so tell us, uh, so Carl, what are you doing in South Africa at the moment? Uh, okay, cool. So we're down for this. Uh, a dope um, uh, event called One Last by the Napster, the lyric. Yeah, we just, uh, we just plugged like an, that already. Yeah, yeah an anti-xenophobia okay. and anti-racism uh, gig. Right. But, uh, you know, like being a Zimbabwean, that's also... Um, you, you never know where the word xenophobia is mentioned in a gig if you should attend. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I, I thought I'd... I'd if come it's to, in Durban, Pascal, that's... that's yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> don't don't just, go to Durban. Exactly. And, and, and also one of the, the, the coolest things as well is I get to... Uh, come and perform at the Goliath Comedy Club, which is, for me, really awesome because I was, like, you know, one of the first uh, comics to get booked by the Goliath yeah, at one p- of their shows. You performed at the very first show that they put together that was it, the Wednesday, exactly. right? That's the day yeah. I became a colored. Um, oh, blazing. Yeah, yeah oh, that's nice. You know, I'd never been a colored <laughs> before, and this, this first day, I, I just, you know... Carl, what do they call colored people in Zimbabwe? Yeah, they, they call them colored people. Whoa, that's nice. Yeah, so I can go there and feel at home. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, yeah, because <laughs> if you're like half and half, if you're like half of two tribes, like half Shona, half Lirele, that's also colored. Right. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Diverse yeah. colored people. I love yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so awesome. So, so tonight you're going to be at the Lyric Theater and then Saturday and Sunday you're at the new Goliath Comedy Club out at the No, um, I'm actually at the Goliath Club after the Lyric Theater. As yeah. well. Okay. Tonight and then Saturday. And then we've got some of the comics. Uh, this is the most interesting thing that's happened in comedy between the two countries now because... Some of the, the comics that I'm performing with in South Africa are also coming down to Zimbabwe for like a, a new type of uh, comedy at the festival called Haifa. So this is pretty uh, like a historic time for, for comedy because we're, we're getting the same comics sort of performing across the Limpopo as well, which is, which, which is awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. That's really, yeah. really great stuff. All right. And then uh, last thing, please tell us uh, where people can follow you or find out more about you and your comedy. Okay, cool. So uh, you can catch me on my website, which is carljoshuangmuve.com uh, or at carljoshuangmuve on Twitter. And um, or just, just Google Zim Comic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can Google Carl Joshuangmuve. Yeah. You, you'll find me out on, on, yeah. If you Google Zim Comic, Morgan Changira will pop up. So oh, yeah, shit. Exactly. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, oh, shit. Inside oh, shit. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carl. Thank you very much. Lovely having you on the show. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch you at one of your shows this weekend. And uh, enjoy your time in South Africa. And uh, great work. I like the idea of the exchange of comics between South Africa and Zim. It's yeah, exactly. And, and also the exchange rate is really quite nice between the, <laughs> the, the US dollar and the rand. And our currency is coming back. So, you no. know, like we, we want to make a lot of South African comics millionaires instantly. Uh, that's our prerogative. Right, right. Yeah, nice. we're going to take them there. We're going to take them there. Thanks a lot, Carl. Yeah. Cool, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Great. Cheers, Cheers, man. Awesome. All right, so we've got a few minutes left, and I think uh, we should play you a little bit more comedy. Again, this was taken from the Conan show. This was in October, late October last year. And this is a comedian I hadn't heard before, but it was so good, I think we have to play it. Uh, his name is Ahmed Barucha. Here we go. Recently, outside of my house, I had a bunch of crows, 20, 30 crows, all in one tree. Just cawing nonstop for about two days straight. Just like, just day and night, nonstop, shaking the tree all at once. So finally I called animal control and I was like, hey, what the hell is going on with these birds? They said, it's baby crow season. 
They're calling it the baby crows until they learn to fly, and that can last up to five days. And I was like, what? That's the crow flight training program? That's how you teach the gift of flight? Just fly, 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 Five days they were gone. Tried it home on your kids. You've taken it too far with cows. We kill them, we eat them, we wear them. That's on par with most animals. But with cows, we also eat veal, which are their children. Then we drink their milk. It doesn't sound as bad, but it's the milk intended for their children we ate. We eat their babies, and then we eat their babies' food with cookies. Just dunking cookies in there, just a midnight snack. But then, on top of all of that, we take pictures of our missing children. Put it on their milk. <laughs> hey, start for killing your kid. Haven't seen my kid though, have you? Real worried about my kid. Your kid's dead. Ate him. Washed him down with his own food. Keep a lookout for my kid. <laughs> Turned thirty recently. Still can't figure out how to turn off ceiling fans. Can't do it. <laughs> Go up to a ceiling fan. She's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. You have to start listening for the noise. It's like, they have to manually stop it. It's like, damn it. You come over to my house in the middle of winter, all the ceiling fans are on. It's like, hey man, can you turn off your ceiling fans? Oh, no, I can't actually. That's why I brought you over. Three clicks, seven, I don't know. I don't understand why refrigerator door ice machines are so loud. It's so embarrassing to cool your drink at someone else's house. Everyone's in the living room watching a movie, you go in the kitchen, it's just like... One ice cube, just one ice cube. I think like three or four more. <laughs> Finally, just give up. You just open the freezer. There's just an already made pile of ice in there. What the hell is the noise? I thought I was at least making the ice. What's happening in there? Just a tiny robot just kicking around ice. Slide it down the tube. Found out there's people that don't believe in dinosaurs. And they think that the devil put dinosaur bones in the earth to trick us. Which is the lamest, nerdiest devil ever. <laughs> He's just some science fiction nerd devil like, Hey, Lucifer, what's on the agenda for tonight? Famine, plague, genocide? Uh, no. 
actually a much more diabolical scheme. I've created a prehistoric reptilian species. I'm going to take their bones and bury them deep down in the earth, as to suggest an alternate timeline than in the Bible. And then we'll hope that one day, someone comes along, digs them up, and questions God's existence. Huh? And if that doesn't work, we still have the gays. <laughs> That's blazing, man. That's so that blazing. was Ahmed Barucha taken from ah, his nice. five-minute set on the Conan O'Brien show. Shit, I need to watch more comedy. Very cool. I'm going to start doing that. All right, so let's wrap things up. So I think if uh, anything we took away from today, if anyone is thinking about starting stand-up comedy, go check out our website, www.gascomedy.co.za, and there you'll yeah. find a comprehensive nationwide country listing. Get down to a comedy show, go watch some shows, speak to the comedian, speak to whoever's organizing the gig, and get yourself a five-minute open yeah. spot and then make it do happen. some prep yeah do your prep and then yeah make it happen come through um any final words guys before we wrap up Want this to? is nice this is nice that we have this podcast it's very distant it's, it's very different i'm saying distant, distant. very yes. different it's without that <laughs> <laughs> it's different without, without dusty, yeah, man. dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't have that manic craziness um so any final parting I'll, words i'll work on it i'll work on it from my side i'll, yeah. I'll be more crazy next time if, if if the need arises yeah but from my side uh i guess i can just say for myself and some if we are saying away and things wow okay <laughs> dustin moore i'm all good thanks for having thanks, me man yeah, thanks, for coming, nice thanks for coming weekend. out yeah and uh in the words of, of the dusty famous Rich, dusty Rich, go, go fuck, fuck yourself, yourself. <laughs> this is cliffcentral.com